Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Fortunately, a lot of people come to Vegas to party. You know what I mean? And also people, I think, come here to engage in things in excess. I th- I think that they they come to Vegas to unwind and imbibe in some way. For sure. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is like a saying, right? So I think everyone feels like when they come to Vegas, they need to do something. In fact, I just finished Spare, the book from Prince Harry. Mm -hmm. And there is a chapter where he describes going to Vegas with his mates. And he has a moment where he decides he's going to get a tattoo. Because that's the thing I think a lot in Vegas too. Tattoos. Getting married getting a tattoo, spending in excess. A lot of people just go all out, right? And there is a lot of sex trafficking. But just so we know, prostitution is not legal in Clark County. It is not legal in Las Vegas. But we do have, to bring a big downer on that conversation. They have gentlemen's clubs. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, so spare is good. I'm listening. I'm halfway through. Oh, good. Good. Oh, Kelly, only thing I want to say, anybody out there who's listening to Spare. So when we took our kids to London in 2017, I went crazy for the House of Windsor and I read a whole bunch of books. This was before The Crown came out. And I am very sad at the lack of hugs for Prince William and Prince Harry. And the only thing you think of is that's Dominic's age when Diana died. He was 12, almost 13. And they were like, oh, your mom died. Go back to your boarding school where no one will hug you. So the whole book, I was just like, no one's hugging them. And I think, and the other thing I would say about the book is I think he's definitely really educated about trauma and the brain and trauma and had some really good therapists because of the way he talks about some of the stuff. And I just can't believe they weren't given therapy. This is horrible. What, do you have any thoughts? I think having watched i st- the reason i decided to read that book was because did you watch the crown i watched that's not why i've watched the crown and i loved the crown it was very insightful my in-laws watched the crown my father-in-law of all people has read spare and said he was reading spare and said it was really good and i was like holy cow we don't read the same things yeah but that was a book that was on my list that i was like man if he's read it and he liked it i've got to read this because I know his views of the world and they were not at all what I would consider a person that would pick up that book. So that's when I picked it up. And I think having watched The Crown, 
it gives me a little bit more of a perspective of Prince Harry in that we will never know, first of all, as Americans, which is why they hate Meghan Markle, they being the Brits hate Meghan Markle, because to me, Meghan is just your average run-of-the-mill American girl. Like, she's kind, she's giving, she the world is her oyster. She can do anything she wants because that's how we're all raised as Americans is like we can do whatever we want. We're not a socialist opportunity. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Work your butt off and you will be successful. She worked her butt off. She was successful. She feels like she could do anything and she's trying to get back to society. So obviously I'm definitely team Megan. And I think from the crown and the royal, from a the royalty point of view, it's it is all about honor and what everybody how you're viewed and protocols and a lot of bullshit stuff that as an american we became a democracy for a reason right or anti-monarchy as america i will say though so because that's true however the monarchy themselves still believe that they're putting on this they have to uphold they are the face of the country Yes. But they're not people. Correct. They're the constitutional monarchy. Okay. <clears throat> constitutional. They believe, right, that the monarchy is a like a spiritual, right, selected from God. That they are like representing this superhuman type of view of things. And, and I think that the, as you'll read in the book, that is... That whole thing with the crown, too, I think is very much many people are holding on to that power. I think that. So I was talking to a friend about it who does not like Meghan Markle and she has not read the book. Is she American? Yes. And she watched The Crown. And she was like, why are they doing all of this press and going on and on? But I want they go live a quiet little life. And so I was like, if you read the book, you'd understand what I'm taking from it is just how hounded he was by the paparazzi and it didn't matter he could have gone to the most remote area like he went he joined the military and went to fight in a war and had to be extracted because the paparazzi were giving his location to the taliban unwittingly and um he went to the outback to work on a rural farm and the paparazzi found him and so it's like i don't think that they were he was protected enough in a way, I don't have an answer for how they could have done it, but it's just I think the book did a very good job of laying out his point of view and his case. I think they also did a really good job of not talking a lot about Megan. So what's interesting about her is I've now gone back. I'm watching. I'm currently binging Suits mm-hmm. because I want to be like, who is this chick? How did she get portrayed in that? And why do people have this sort of like view of her? Um, because I'm only basically going off of the spare and what they know about her and then them oprah interview like i watched that oprah interview it was oprah interview was that the same as the netflix was that on was that the same thing oh oprah did interview? i watch yeah, that too no that's a separate i don't know thing. i think uh, here's the way i see it i don't think it's overly complicated i think that he married somebody and we can't forget that she is of mixed race and because she is half black there was a ton of racism going into it For and sure. i think that's super fucked up and i think there was a, a racist component to it and also she was american and yeah. i don't think that the crown or the firm did anything to protect her i don't think there was any kind of indoctrination of 
these are your responsibilities. This is how you behave. This is what, like she said, no one even told her how to curtsy or how to do anything. Like you're going to meet the queen. No one said anything. Like remember Michelle Obama touched the queen and they were like, oh my God, you're not supposed to touch the queen. No one tells you all of these things. And then you make faux pas. And then when people say, oh, just don't watch the news, but everyone else is watching the news and everyone else is reading the news. And so they're like spitting on her and cursing at her and they believe the news. And so even though she, it's all fake and not real. It's like they I don't think they did a good job of protecting her. I do think they threw her under the bus. I do think that there could have been more done. I also think it's very fascinating. I've always been obsessed. I've said this on podcast before about birth order and gender. And I'm the second. And I know what that feels like. And I think yeah. a lot of people who are the second child. Yes. It's like the oldest gets in line and the yes. oldest works the family programming. And the second is, what the fuck? Am I the only one that's crazy? This is not okay. Hello, anybody yeah. else think this isn't crazy? Because I'm the second. And I feel like I remember looking at you, Kelly, this is crazy. And you're like, everything's fine. Everything's fine, Jess. And so I think that resonates about him being the I second agree. and being, they're the whistleblowers, right? And it's funny. I had a friend and they were sexually abused and the second was the whistleblower. It's just yeah. crazy to me. I 100% agree with you. And I see that in how he portrays everything in his view. Being the youngest one, I think he was caught a little more sheltered. He felt that he could have an opinion because he they just let him do what he wanted in some way because he was less important. If you watch The Crown, what I would have loved in some way is for him to Princess Margaret, Margaret didn't live, wasn't old enough to have, to go have, see what he went through. So I think in the world of the crown or in that movie, because it gives you basically the whole biography of everything that happened from. I didn't watch, I watched a few episodes of the crown, but I read books that I believe the crown was based off of. I think that there are so many we'll just say scandals or what they would consider to be scandalous moments throughout the crown. And I think that what Prince Harry went through is just your average run of the mill. But they, part like of that. Margaret's life was like ruined because they didn't let her marry who she wanted to marry. And then she married a guy who was terrible. And then I think she had a string of like relationships and drinking. And so theoretically, I think that, that they would be not, Harry. I think, I think at one point in time, they did not want Harry to be Meg married to Meghan any longer. I agree with you. And I think Harry loved loves Meghan above all else and is like putting himself and his happiness in front of everything else. And but the crown, the world and the realm of that doesn't that doesn't work. He's work. going to, because he's the spare, they're not going to help him. Like and they he's did been with demonized. Kate. They need a scapegoat yeah. to, they have to constantly negotiate. Again, if you watch The Crown, like I feel like they're constantly negotiating with the tabloids, right? The paparazzi. Ridiculous. And like, yes. Yeah. And so yeah. he was so that. They have I, the power to do that and yes. they didn't for him. Yeah. And also, like when he talks about Chelsea. I remember like bits and pieces of it, right? Like I'm, we're of similar age as Harry. And I remember the Nazi uniform and I remember thinking, what was he thinking? I remember they made Chelsea to be this big party girl. So I thought Harry was like this, the way they portrayed him was just this guy that like partied all the time. Yes. I but agree. when you talk about like Chelsea and his relationship with Chelsea and he said, I think that's why he likes love Megan so much is like everyone he dated was like, I'm out. I'm out because of what they're doing to my life. But she's stuck 
with him. The reason she stuck with it is because she's an American girl that is that is unjust and that is unfair. And I will stand up for my rights because we <laughs> all feel like we can do that. And yeah. that's why they hate her point. because they don't they think that she is this stupid American girl, which is, again, why I really like her and why it's funny um, do, to change the subject. Do you did you watch fair. the documentary? Welcome to Wrexham. Yes. OK. But I've only started on season episode, two. So, no, we're just like three episodes. Okay. In this isn't giving one. anything away, uh-huh. but Rob McElhaney got a whole bunch of heat from season one because they're like, you're just a whiny American. Because we're like, how can we can't do that? Why can't we do that? Let's just do this. You know what I mean? And so then season two, he's like, this isn't anything away. But he like is, I know you guys are all going to tell me blah, blah, blah. But we don't understand. Because it's like if you can grease the wheels here and you can get things done here yes. and you can yeah. where there are 10 different ways to do things, yeah. understand when they're like, this is the way it is. And that brings me to COVID. I had a friend talk to me because during COVID, I was exclusively telehealth for a while and I was actually seeing a lot of people globally. And I was seeing my other these clients from other countries and they were just like, we're not going anywhere. We're wearing a mask like all my clients from all these other countries. I was telling my friend about it and she was like, they were, the clients I was seeing were in socialist countries. And she was like, because our society is not made up to do what's best for everyone. We're just a whole bunch of individuals. And I think that's just so true. And so that's just not going to come across for other people. So anyways, it's fascinating. It's something that like is our blood. Like not her Americanness. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Because she's such a beautiful person. Like, She's been an advocate for social justice since she was a child. And I just think she's such a beautiful spirit. It's just. I think, yeah, like there is like there's a scene in the book. Did you get to the part where they were getting married? No, I'm just he's just learning to be a helicopter pilot. I'm like right in the middle of the giving a glimpse of her in certain instances where it was it was viewed differently in a way that I was like, wow, I can see her. I probably need to sit and think about this more so I can articulate it better. But I don't think she intended to be offensive in any way to anybody. I think her world is very matter of fact. She had a really hard time with Harry and why he had to hide from everybody in the supermarket or like why he had to do it. She was like, that's ridiculous. The tabloids and the paparazzi in America is not nearly as bad as it is over there. Oh, that's the yeah. Thing took away yeah. From. Yeah. But we don't buy again. That's because aside from 80 year old and above women, who have nothing else better to do but read tabloids, may my grandmother rest in peace. I don't know of anybody else who really reads the tabloids regularly. I used to get like people and all that stuff. I used to I don't read know them if when I, I was traveling. People. Do you think people's a tabloid? They don't really mean to like discredit and deface people. I'm talking about the New York Post used to be, right? The other side note, the last thing I want to say. Daily News. Maybe. And tell me if you, do, maybe you don't think this or whatever, but are you like, Okay, Harry, when you're in the book, like he sounds so cool because or maybe not, but that he like they're growing up. I think the way that you you think because they're a prince that they're really fancy and they're always doing fancy things and going in a private jet and doing everything. But his childhood was very much outdoors, like being a hunter and going to Africa and traveling and playing sport. And when he is really likes physical labor. Again, this is all his avoidance, right? His way of being adrenaline junkie to avoid the grief of his mother. But anyways, and he is like in the military. Can he not do any? I think he can do like everything. Well, I mean, what a, you don't think that? I just I, think I like he's think like so. a man However, of many 
like it's, that he can. Uh, but I think some things you know. are a novelty. Like what I read a book called Lady in Waiting, who was about Lady. She was a she was one of the ladies in waiting for for Queen Elizabeth and her upbringing. She's an aristocrat. So just li- listening to her life, it was super fascinating. But to grow up in an, as an aristocrat and especially a boy like that, he you have servants. People drive you around. Yeah. So everything else to me is like a novelty. I know he craves being normal, but it's easy to always what what we can't. Yeah, but you say know. that, but not at boarding school, not in the military. Like it's like they went they were shipped away to boarding school. I know it's crazy. And that's normal for some people. Oh, no, I think that's normal for England and that's normal for a lot of countries. No, for wealthy. Like yeah. It's normal for wealthy families all who, over the world. Especially, I think, if you, it, it makes sense if you have, like, you're, you have a very demanding schedule and you can't be home all the time with your children anyway to send them off to boarding school. Around here, it's sent as a threat. If you don't do that, we're sending um, off to I know. It's I for delinquents in America. Few, I know a few people that went to boarding school. No, there's some. I know there's one up. There's one up in the north side of the city. That's a big but deal. It's not so normal here. It's just no. like what happens in a lot of other cultures. But I just am like, I think that gave him an opportunity to be more normal. And Queen Elizabeth was like tutored. Right. Queen Elizabeth had no. To me, Harry and William were had the most normal upbringing of any of the monarchy because like elizabeth yeah. was sheltered her and her sister had like tutor they didn't yeah. have friends they, they were only friends. taught they were only taught like etiquette and stuff yeah i don't know yeah. if you that yeah. part in the crown where like, she actually hires the like i don't know the head of the president of cambridge or oxford <laughs> to tutor her what like, with about math and stuff because she was like i wanted to like she wanted to get an education yeah, what I read was that she had a really poor education and she was just trained to be the queen. That's correct. That's and correct. did not get like a well-run education. But later in life, she did send her kids. Charles to, went to Eton. She educated That's kids. what they do, though. That's what you send boys off to. No, her father, it's so messed up. But Elizabeth's aunts and uncles and father, their childhood was super messed up. They had nannies. They weren't very smart. They didn't, they went to some military schools. They were like sexually, the the older two boys, they think were like sexually abused by a nanny. The parents never saw, it was pretty messed up. So Elizabeth's a first generation, like her kids, at least she broke that cycle of weirdness of them being so insulated. Gotcha. But yeah, no, I think, I think if you've read anything about the royal family or interested at all, I think the book Spare as an audio audiobook is great. Prince Harry yeah, reads, he it. reads it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really great. And I am, uh, you and I both are nosy and we like biographies. And so this is great. And to, I think to, to also sum us up and tying it back to Chasing Brighter, by the way, is you that book, you're learning about somebody else's own journey of self-discovery and like what he went through and his challenges because we all have our struggles. Absolutely. And we all have different ways of coping with them and getting through them. And so I felt like that part of the book was really compelling. And I really did like it in that yeah. way. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. 
And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.